Oh, is this working? It's working. Hello. Hello? It's been Hello? so long. I know. It's been ages. Literally. How I, are you? How long has it been? It's been like a month or something like that, right? Wait. Um, something. Where did my cellular device go? Oh, there it is. It's right next to me. Um, wait, hang on. When was the last time we published? And oh, then we subtract two earlier. weeks from that. <laughs> I had it uh, September 24th. So like the first week of September. So it's been over a month over a month wow yeah. that's that's pretty long for us actually i gotta say it has been yeah pretty much it's been ages quite a hiatus How you been i've been yeah i've been good man lots hi hiatus uh... <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know i don't know i'm tired it's been a very long i know the week just started but like i'm very sleppy sleppy i want to go schlep schleppy i feel you schleppy. i've been like just like bipping and bopping around I feel yeah like. can you um so i mean in the spirit of what's new what's uh, new would you like to yeah what what has what has what what has caused you to bip and bop <laughs> around so bibbity bobbity boopity if you will well uh also are we recording i did you, did you start call recording yes, and yes. and quick time okay it's yes. been a while I it's didn't... all working it's all been reset up because the ipad so well, let's do this first. Let's talk about our, okay. our hiatus. So we tried recording yeah. an episode. I no longer had a personal machine, uh, or it's not a personal machine. I no longer had a machine uh, yeah. due to a change in job, which we'll get to. Employment. Um, but we tried recording on the iPads, uh, or at least I tried recording on an iPad, and more or less, after a ton of back and forth, you basically can't do it. There's no, like, technical reason, it seems like, from from what I can tell. Like, there are, like, APIs within iOS to support um, two applications pulling an, an audio stream simultaneously. Because, more or less, we could have a Zoom call on the iPad, and I could record audio on the iPad, but I couldn't do both at the same time. And it seemed like it was a limitation of the kind of video call apps. Uh, All of them apparently don't use this like cross audio API uh, for whatever Mm. reason. Um, And so that seems to be the limitation. I don't know. I'm not a developer. So it could be, it's probably much more complex than that. And like a reason why they don't use it out of the the box. But uh, that was our our brick wall that we can get past. So um, here we are. I'm on a new computer. and at a new job which i started last week um and i'm working with pk again which yes we, reunited we honestly didn't plan i mean no this, i didn't this plan was not, it this way at all to be honest <laughs> i didn't either it's not like i went into this job saying hey hire me but out of curiosity if my employment goes through would you be interested in hiring another that is of equal and in some ways superior talent to me oh um, thank you thank you that's i said I some ways that's Alex, true not in I, other ways <laughs> but some ways yeah no so i ended up applying to this company back in i don't know was it like august something like that like beginning july of august almost. or yeah end of july oh, beginning of yeah something like that. end of july beginning of august something around that and uh yeah got the job uh, I left my old job uh, kind of beginning of October, had vacation for two weeks, which was awesome. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. talk about that and kind of where we went. 
which was cool. And uh, yeah, I just started at this place last week, so still onboarding. Uh, haven't gotten any projects yet, but so far it's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, the culture is just as every bit amazing as I thought it was going to be based on the interviews. Um, like just like the first all hands and the comments and the chat and all that stuff from everyone mm-hmm. we were like just like so warm and friendly and like everyone's sharing like like costumes because Halloween is coming up. Um, and it was just, I don't know, it's such a nice change of pace uh, from the previous company. Um, so yeah, so far so good. Excited to work with you again and uh, get to work with like uh, more types of hardware and devices and designing for new scenarios. So uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna kick my ass, I have a feeling, but it'll be in the best way possible. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, I was so, again to kind of go back to your first point i did not plan this at all like this is nothing that alex and i kind of it's weird we've sort of been working together or somehow together since we started design except for the first year outside of uh graduation like Mm -hmm. we've kind of been very good friends and we generally work well together and i think part of the reason we work well together is we kind of augment each other's skill sets um in different ways like i think we're very complementary to each other and if you've listened to our podcast you can definitely tell that in terms of our personality and what are the things that we gravitate towards like i think we we work well together but yeah i I started off at bressler group and it was going so well um and they like needed to hire more interaction designers. It was hardware. I really liked working with other designers. The culture was really, really good. They're going through a merger. And I know the last company we were at also was going through a merger. So mm-hmm. there was some hesitation there. But um, the team is really, really small. And talking to leadership, it felt like there was an opportunity to grow. I know you and I have looked for mentors. That was a big thing. And so that's definitely here as well. And I'll be honest, three months in, the job is kicking my ass, but in (laughs) ways that I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of, right? Mm. Like, I definitely know that there's, like, still a level of respect. Like, you work hard, but the expectation is, like, 40 hours a week. Unless you're, like, leadership, then maybe 45. Um, Like, our boss averages that, which has been really, really good to know. Um, Everybody's really caring and really supportive and really nice, so... um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm excited to work again with you. And I know you're going to be in a remote capacity and I've been working in office, but I think. Which has me jealous because yeah, there's been like fun, fun office activities that I want to be part of. Um, Well, so, but they are, but they're trying to do a good things to like balance that because, uh, so with the merger, like our company is now spread across to like effectively every time zone, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of fun. So they are trying to do more of an effort to get, you know, remote stuff going. And I'm excited to hear how we start to fly people out. Um, I'm sure we're going to do something within the next six months where we're all going to end up being the same location, most likely Madison, which is where the other half of our company is sort of headquartered. So, um, yeah, it's only a matter of time before the shenanigans actually end up being in person (laughs) between you and I. And I'm really excited about it. Um, It's just it's going to be a fun time. And. I, I definitely am excited to see how we both grow mm-hmm. and evolve in our own design careers because this feels like a, a very good 
next step stepping stone sort of oh thing. totally so, yeah. yeah it's like it's one of those jobs and, and companies that if you asked me like even like a year and a half ago or maybe even sooner if like i thought i could like work at a place like this i would have probably said no um right or i would have thought that like i wasn't up to that caliber yet so i mean mm-hmm. obviously lots to learn a lot of room to grow but it's really cool to see like how far i've come uh especially since like college and like junior year like basically like pivoting into this as a profession and kind of like changing the output of our major so um mm-hmm. yeah i i mean i can't say enough how excited i am um and yeah i'm just getting to know Gonna gotta learn all the new software time. now gotta learn xd and uh and relearn and, sketch yeah relearn sketch which has changed uh, so much that it is gonna really be like relearning. it has but there's some things about sketch there's some things about sketch that i prefer over figma and there's mm-hmm. some things about figma that i still prefer over sketch and i know we're going off a tangent here <laughs> but like Figma still feels cool, but maybe I'm a little bit jaded, but it feels like the other company, like Figma feels very software focused, whereas Sketch feels more design focused, if that makes sense. What do you mean by software focused? How does that? It feels like a lot of like the way Figma is built out with like variants and components and their approach to that tailors itself really well to web-based software development Mm -hmm. um, and like app development but i think embedded systems so far that i've encountered and mind you i've encountered maybe like two and a half weeks of them it doesn't feel like embedded systems are developed the same way because they all need to compile down in a very different approach. So it doesn't feel like you can design with components. It feels like you're sort of designing an illustrator. So things are a little bit more freeform. The thing of symbols is really, really nice because you can have some level of consistency, but I've noticed historically that some of our older files may not have that level of consistency that I think you and I are used to coming from more of a software heavy background Mm. so it'll be nice to be able to pull that in and have that consistent approach and i think people who are into software have already done that but they feel like and and it's true i mean sketch was created in a different time but they both feel like their tools designed for different things and xd is just like adobe max we need to release one really really cool feature so xd here's this really cool feature but no for fuck's sake just give me the goddamn thing that's really minor and not worthy of a whole press event but it's gonna change my life i i so i've just been playing around with xd again today and i mean i haven't spent a long time in it but there were some things today that were just like really confusing to me about their absence more than anything else like you can't adjust the curvature of like a corner radius which I thought was like a pretty basic thing, at least not that I could see. And then also huh. one thing that was driving me bananas, and again, I, I'm probably wrong and there probably is a way to do it, but I didn't see any way in like the menus to do it, is a shortcut. Like one of my favorite things in Figma is when you have an object selected. If I want to change the color and like pull it from another object or whatever it may be, you just hit uh, control C I. and then you get the color selector, pick your color, and then it wait the that's color. how it is in figma yeah oh i always hit i oh you hit i 
Is it I or is it Control C? I thought it was Control C. I'm pretty sure it's Control oh, C. I know Sketch is Control C. Oh well, <laughs> it's okay, not an I, XD. Maybe I got it wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Oops. I don't. Short, keyboard shortcuts are one of those things that like I I don't know I can them do anymore. It, but like, if you asked me what it was, I may not be able to tell you I don't exactly know. what keys they are. Yeah, couldn't wait. tell you. Okay, wait. Now I need to see. Um, I'm just gonna make a new sketch file here because I just want to check this. But so anyway, ske- sketch is Control C. Or I'm sorry, uh, a Figma file. Um, yeah. So let's do. Another That's right, folks. We are here. live designing on this month reunion. Yeah. So yeah, it's Control C, which is so nice, and then it gives you kind of the the blow up. Uh, preview of where mm-hmm. the little pointer is, which I love, and yeah, XD didn't have that. I, again, not immediately obvious to me. It didn't have the same keyboard mapping, and like the menus didn't have anything that I could see. But I mean, I'm sure they have it. Maybe um, it's closer to Illustrator because I think Illustrator might be I then. Oh, okay. See, okay, I can't be doing this uh, for for risk of fear of this machine literally overheating itself. Um. <laughs> Yes, yeah, let's let's avoid that. Yeah. You did but, not get a laptop upgrade just yet, and we'll no, touch on that. But, I wish. The timing wasn't right, man. Like, I was like, oh, maybe it'll happen before, and maybe, like, they'll, they'll order yeah. them. But, yeah, like, I literally You would have started. had to start in, like, December to get a new Exactly, one. exactly. So, At this rate. Somewhere in the future, maybe, maybe a personal uh, machine replacement for Lewis in the near future. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do there, but... Um, Sorry, design software. That's Anywho. where we are. Yes. Um, yes. I need to get more used to them, but I'm excited because it's been a while since I've explored Sketch and XD. I did like two years back because uh, we were using Sketch entirely um, and mm-hmm. just evaluating all the software out there. Back when like Envision was doing like Envision Studio and before the company like basically like started deteriorating. Um, and then I forget some others like Axure, I think, was coming out with a new one at the time and all that stuff. But Axure's still pretty good. Yeah, it's I I I used it when I did my internship in college, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it and just being like very intimidated by it because it was very powerful, but like in like a you don't know professional, don't yeah, know. like menu yeah. heavy, all these like different options and modes kind of way that was just like not mm-hmm. very friendly to to pick up and learn. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll s- like switch to XD. Um, I also need to like find the plugins and all that good stuff. See what's oh, what's God, happening plugins. there. <sighs> yeah, they exhaust me. <laughs> I'm, so I'm curious if they'll like how they work because I remember again a couple years ago, but Sketch used to crash a lot with plugins. Um, mm-hmm. so like, I don't know how XD implements plugins, um, like Figma is all browser based, so it doesn't really have that issue or I've not really run yeah. into that issue ever. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Um, and then I'm also curious to see how they hit the computer differently. Like sketch was always very CPU intensive and less GPU intensive. They probably updated some things, so it might be different. And then Figma was just like all GPU. Like it didn't yeah. have any CPU usage, um, which was great kept my like battery cool or my computer cool um when i was pushing it but i'm yeah i'm not sure how xd is someone did like a a twitter thread like years ago and they did benchmarking with all of the different apps 
uh, and you can see the yeah that's between definitely them, different definitely, now because i feel like uh, xd they, yeah. and figma are pretty much on par with each other except for like nuanced features and then it feels like sketch is the one that's far behind at this point um like it is a pure visual design tool it is not for prototyping at all so um they still don't have prototyping i haven't they do they do but i don't think it's as robust as like figma or xd that's one thing i did like playing around with xd today the prototyping was a lot nicer than figma um figma can get overwhelming especially if you start prototyping like components um with each other so mm -hmm. that states are consistent then all of a sudden like shit's fucked up um and well it's not fucked up it's just it's hard to know what line goes where and all these other things the madness but of the spaghetti yeah, yeah. yeah. i i was running spaghetti into that madness. a little bit in xd like there was just a i just did a simple one where it was like one frame to another and then back right mm-hmm. and they like were almost on top of each other um yeah which was like a little weird i don't know i'd love to see a better implementation of the spaghetti but i'm not really sure what that would look like yeah i don't know what else it could be but anywho um shall we touch on your vacation stuff post show because i think yeah yeah i think that's perfect let's do that cool should we jump into our intro wait how does our intro work again oh my god i didn't come up with an intro okay no no that's okay that's okay i didn't either i didn't either oh my god ready Hi, I'm a you slacker who didn't come up with an intro, Alex Huffaker. Hi, I am a half-burnt candle with a slight flame flickering. <laughs> Mostly because I have these in front I was going to say, are you going to just save something from your desk? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it's always something from my desk. What if all of my intros have always been something from my desk? Are you serious? Always. Do you just like look around and you're like, yeah. I'm going to use this today? Pretty much. I respect like, that. Hi, I'm a towel hung on my uh, closet. <laughs> a towel See? a towel hung out to dry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a towel hung out to dry. There we go. Boom. Done. Right right there. Okay. Perfect. Hi, I'm a baseball cap hung on my shelf. Boom. Over there. <laughs> baseball cap right there. Yeah. See? Ta-da you can't i'm impressed i'm impressed with your improv i'm not as great at improv i will admit i'm not very quick channeling my inner aziz (laughs) your inner aziz um anyway do you you like to get to the intro yes anywho this is red eye design a show where we share our views on design and its role in our daily lives apparently we talk more design stuff in the pre-show than we sometimes do in the actual show so hopefully we'll get to more designery stuff today can i interject (laughs) did you ever realize i i felt really dumb okay i have two things that you're gonna think i'm incredibly stupid for um that i just have realized recently or i'd never thought about before okay first one is the acronym for red eye design is red i never realized that before i don't know why never thought about it that's so cool Oh, you didn't you didn't realize it either. No, okay. I didn't I was know like, that either. That's I was so thinking cool. about it the other day and I was like, oh my god. Like, how did I not realize this? This is so obvious. Um Yeah. I don't We're know. Red. I th- I like that abbreviation almost better. Like like we can just call this red. Um yeah. nicer, a bit easier to say, you know, instead of red eye design. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Um 
And then the other thing is that I realized I have been applying deodorant wrong for my entire life. Um, I have were, always okay, wait, it, like, wait, before 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 <laughs> yeah. you go into this, were these thoughts at the same time? <laughs> no, these were separate. Okay. These were within like a couple days of each other. Um, okay. Maybe they were the same day. I can't remember. It was like a week ago. <laughs> anyway, I had been applying deodorant vertically and I literally don't know why. Um, maybe it was because when I was like younger, it was like big enough to like fit my whole arm that way, like vertically. But I okay. realized it's supposed to go horizontally. I was like looking at the stick the other day and I was like, oh, this is rounded so it can go this way. I had never thought about it before. Wait, what do you mean horizontally versus vertically? Like, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Deodorant stick. Okay, there you go. So like this way is vertically. So like this apply, way. Yeah. So I would apply it like that. In like okay. strokes, like vertical strokes almost. And then I was looking at it and I realized it's supposed to be horizontal. And like oh, like up this. And down, yeah. Oh. I had never thought about it before. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I don't think it makes a huge difference. But I I don't know. It just had never occurred to me. Such an obvious, or but, I guess not. That's, I I mean, I I just, I don't, I don't do it like. Yeah, this, this I always feels held it vertically. I don't know. Like I, I it's digging into like my armpit. Yeah, I can't tell you why this, I did it that way. I'm like painting my armpit. I'm like chiseling my armpit. <laughs> painting, chiseling. Exactly. I'm, I'm, exactly. So listeners, because we don't, we're not recording. No video, video. but uh, yeah. yeah. So probably for the it, best. It basically like a vertical orientation painting in like up and down like skinny strokes versus like horizontally where you're doing like a big fat stroke um with the deodorant and so yeah i i don't know that had never occurred to me before and i felt incredibly stupid uh for not realizing it. <laughs> it's totally okay no i mean i'm sure i've had those kinds of epiphanies as well um like for example i never understood why there was air inside bags of chips it's not I never air. knew why. You know it's not air, right? I'm pretty sure it's like nitrogen or something like well, that. Well, okay, so nitrogen, I guess that makes sense because it's going to less contract and expand. Mm-hmm. But I never knew why chips were filled with some sort of gas. And it was so the oh, chips don't get crushed. I got I you. never knew that. Yeah. Right? Like, that just... It doesn't, it doesn't strike you but as obvious. yours is not a misuse. Well, I guess I didn't misuse the product, but I missed yeah. a clear affordance and just like ignored it and continued on with my own way, which makes me wonder what else am I like using quote unquote incorrectly? Like I'm not, I'm not aware oh, of it. So I don't wait, know. Wait, no, no, no. There, there are definitely other things that I have, I've definitely used been told it was wrong and updated how i utilized said product and i don't know well if you think what those things are now or maybe you'll think of it for for next show but i'm already using yeah i don't i don't know i just felt so i just had like a moment i was like in the bathroom and i was like oh my god i've been using it wrong for all this time (laughs) and i just like realized right now but um so yeah those are my two realizations uh red eye design is r-e-d for an acronym red uh and then yeah. that i've been using deodorant quote unquote wrong 
for years. So <laughs> never too late to learn. As you can't, who said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, a lot has happened in the realm of Apple, uh, and for those of you who like to listen, we kind of like to stay on top of Apple products. And Apple finally released the the whole. Uh, the, I could buy an Apple Watch. Oh yes, the delayed pre-orders that we've been waiting. The delayed on, pre-orders. Breath. Yes. Yes. Uh, would you like to take a gander or a guess of what Ooh. I ordered? Oh, yes. Okay. This is going to be fun. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what, what do you think I got? So, obviously, so you got the Series 7. Now, mm-hmm. you've had this, you had the last one for a while, and I know you're a stickler for the stainless steel. And I agree with you. The stainless steel is the one to get. But I also know you're not the biggest Apple Watch user. So, do you, do you spend the money? and get the stainless steel version this is a good question you've also had your last one for a while so maybe you feel justified in spending on this nicer casing knowing that you'll keep it for a while right so exactly so 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 i am gonna guess that you did get the stainless steel Uh um you got the large one of course whatever what is it now like 47 45 45 45 okay and Uh then as far as the color of stainless steel, I think you got the graphite one because you had the okay. black version before. And then the band, I think you got a braided solo loop. Okay. And, oh, what are these colors? Oh, I don't like, oh, oh, I don't like any of these colors for the bands. I haven't looked at them. Um, I don't know. Maybe you got right. like the... The abyss blue would be my guess. And you didn't get the cellular version, I'm also going to say. Tell me how wrong I was. Final answer? Final answer? Oh, wait. I'm scared. Final answer. Okay. So, so, um, I'll just put you, I'll put you in the realm of where I was. I'm outside. I'm walking back home for whatever reason. See, it's. Round 7.50 in the morning, okay? And I'm like, cool. I should uh, uh, be ready to order my Apple Watch. Mind you, Apple did not release anything about the watch before 8 o'clock in the morning on this Friday. Walking back, 8 o'clock has come and gone, and I forget about it. 8.10, I realized that I missed the start of the Apple Watch thing. So I immediately go online, and I start searching. And I'm on, I'm on, I'm on my phone for the Apple store app. So I pull it up and I go to my first filter is black, right? Not wait, hang on. Okay. Wait, let me, let me, let me actually do this live. So I go shop and I, when I click on filter, my first option is to select space black for my case finish, which, which is stainless steel or aluminum. What's right uh well so i do space black oh okay for some reason my i don't know why but looking at oh okay i know what happened so i click space black right Mm -hmm. and my two options were the titanium one or the hermes space black which one do you think I went with? 
the titanium one, I hope. I I went with the titanium one. Oh my god. <laughs> well, so oh, I, got... I I need to see these in person. I've never seen a titanium one in person. They had them I last year, either. right? Yeah, so they had them last year. So here's the thing about the titanium. It's not that much more expensive than the stainless steel. It's like $100 more, which isn't all that much. And they get three years of uh, Apple coverage. Apple oh, because coverage, they're like the, to the premium model, right? The edition models, yeah. So I essentially got the titanium version. It comes with both GPS and cellular. And for the band, I actually didn't go for any of the braided bands. I went with the normal um, sport band, but I got the starlight color. So I got the black, uh, the midnight, the space black case with white band because I also have a black band already and the bands still work for all Mm. of them. So I, if I want a black band, I'll just do that. And so rather than get another band of the same color, I got a white band. So... I got, uh, yeah, the, the titanium one, and I'm actually very excited about it, partially because I'll also get Apple Fitness for three months, and I'll be able to compare that and see how it compares to um, the Peloton app. Now, the other thing to keep in mind about this is I know I have historically not been the greatest Apple Watch user. Now, I think some of that was also because it was a Series 2, and it was a piece of garbage about two years in. And it wasn't all that functional. Mm-hmm. So part of me is kind of excited to wear it. I'll also say this hiatus of not wearing an Apple Watch, I've kind of felt like I'm missing out on a crucial piece of my fitness data. Like I don't actually know how much I'm burning. And so from a caloric intake perspective, mm-hmm. especially now that I'm not working out for like an hour and a half each day as intense as I used to. I'm kind of at a bit of a loss as to how much I should be eating and like, should I take the stairs up or not? So I'm kind of missing that. And then I'm also really excited about the sleep tracking data because I'll be honest, my sleep hasn't been the greatest over the last couple weeks. And I would like to know why or Mm. when it's happening, or is it just in my head and I'm just, you know, not sleeping enough. So for all the re- those reasons, I'm actually really excited about this watch, and I think I'm going to actually end up wearing it a little bit more, at least off the bat, just to be able to recalibrate myself pretty early on. The other thing is, now that I actually have a whole set of dumbbells with interchangeable weights, um, I'm going to be able to actually do some genuine workouts. I can see how Apple Fitness compares to Peloton. What is it that I'm looking for? I actually like the Peloton strength classes. Like, they're not cardio classes they're actually like with dumbbells and actual strength lifting so Mm -hmm. i'm really excited about that i'm also excited to get back on the competing trend the circles make a world of a difference in a really Really? weird way like i like i feel like i want to go do things well so the thing is i mean maybe maybe a little bit but like for me like like i don't really care what everyone else is doing I like even turn to like those notifications off. Like it just doesn't. Oh no, no. I don't necessarily care what everybody else is doing, but I like to know what I'm doing Mm, and how I'm doing. Right. So like for me to know that me walking to work and walking back from work is like, great. You hit your like 60 minutes of exercise Mm -hmm. and you burned an extra 150 calories. Whereas on Saturday and Sunday where I'm not walking to and from work, like now I feel a little bit more validated about me wanting to walk to work. And then all of a sudden my perspective on that walk, I think, changes mildly i mean not that it's going to make a world of a difference and i still like the walk and i get to listen to my podcast but still it's a nice little touch Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited for it. It officially shipped, so it's in China. Ooh. It is leaving the shipping facility. It will eventually go through Anchorage, and I'm very excited. Um, when is it scheduled yeah. to get here? Is it like next week or end of this so, week? So Apple says between November 3rd and November 9th. But the UPS thing says November 1st, so I don't know. I really hope it's not November 1st, because I'm probably not going to be all that functional the day after Halloween. (laughs) But, yeah. So Wait and see. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. So, like, a couple things you brought up there. It's funny, because I had the original Apple Watch, and I was in a very similar boat to you, where you literally couldn't do anything with it. It was just so slow to do anything so like i've had this series four for a while and by no means is it a slouch like it's totally fast enough for me in everyday use and i gotta say i i don't know if it's like a habit i developed when i got the original watch because it was so slow but i don't use apps really ever on here um the only time i use apps are if they like auto launch because i'm playing uh, a podcast and overcast or uh when i use the workout app that i have fitbod that has a watch mm-hmm. companion and that loads up automatically but like i don't explicitly like ever go into the little uh sea of circle oh, icons yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and go and select one so like my main thing is like i still use it for weather like if i don't have it on I'm like, where's the weather? Like, I can't casually glance at my wrist. It's to see not the weather. on three hairs past the mole. Exactly, exactly. So, so that like UV, especially living here, I like try to be good with sunscreen. And then my rings, and it's funny with the rings. Like, I've gotten more interested in them over time. I don't feel like super compelled to complete them, but if I'm really close, I'll like be like, okay, I gotta like close yeah these, I like, gotta if there's these like up, 10 yeah. more like calories i need to burn or like i need to do like two more exercise minutes or something stupid like that um, yeah i do like doing that part um and then i'm really curious to hear what you think of the fitness plus classes because i've been using those since we have the like family apple one plan and it comes mm-hmm. with it for free um and i really like them so far i have been doing mainly a lot of the yoga classes um not as much of the strength classes i've done a couple mainly yoga and core and then like for strength i've just been using the fitbot app um because it like oh. knows what muscle groups i use over time and like yeah. adjust that just the exercises accordingly where apple isn't really doing that it's like what class do you want to do today so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have it beat there but um yeah I, it's been really nice so far um i think all the trainers are really yeah. nice they all have um they all incorporate sign language into every single session. And it's Mm -hmm. been interesting because it's kind of taught me a couple of signs that I had no clue before. So that's like a success in accessibility, I would say Mm -hmm. that I really like, um, like normalizing it. Yeah. And I would, I guess like my perception of some of the Peloton timers is like, they, they're like really allowed to like brand themselves and have like very intense personalities where the Apple trainers are, but they're also very Apple. Um, so they're very kind yeah. of like clean cut uh, in the way that they present themselves where like the sense I've gotten from like seeing clips of like the Peloton trainers, they're a bit more like 
grungy a little less censored like it depends on which one you go with i think cody is the one that gets the most uh yeah i'm probably thinking because of this yeah it's definitely cody but i think some of them are a little bit more muted i that's why i really gravitate towards some of the more the instructors that are more yoga that do a lot of yoga and meditation work because Mm -hmm. their personalities i think are a little bit more toned down in the sense that like they add a unique spin to who they are but the classes don't feel like, uh, I don't know, I took one Cody class and he was talking about wearing really tight jeans. And then in the song, I think it was, I don't remember the song, but the song talked about someone whose butt looked really, really good. And she was like, yeah, because she's been working out all day and her ass looks good in those jeans. And now we've become explicit. But um, like it was just I, again, I didn't have a problem with it. I really liked his energy, and I think sometimes it's nice to have that level of energy, especially if it's early in the morning or you're really struggling or don't want to go. But um, it's just, it's not my go-to, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, yep. I bring enough energy in terms of my personality. I want, like, I appreciate the more calm instructors. I think, like, the yoga folks are really, really nice. Like, I love the yoga classes because it kicks my ass and it gets rid of my knee pain and my shoulder pain, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really, really nice. But yeah, I'm I'm honestly really excited to like reintegrate the watch into my life and kind of see what elements I don't miss about, like what elements I missed about having an Apple Watch and then what elements I don't miss from the Apple Watch and then kind of tailoring that experience so that I can get the things that I like and ignore the things that I don't like. Um, I'll also say I think focus mode is probably also going to help a lot with that. I have not gone into those yet. And there's something I want to touch on a little bit later about focus modes Mm -hmm. with Monterey coming out now. Um, But one thing that I will say that I really do like is I always have my watch on. Like I have basically since I got one. Like when did they come Mm -hmm. out? 2015. So like six years. When we first met. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I've had one for forever. And one thing that's really cool especially with the new versions of the health app are being able to see like my trends in heart rate and like blood oxygen and like just like walking gait and stuff like that over time and like it's one of those things that's only going to become more valuable to have all that data over time like especially as i get older like to be able to see like oh like your resting heart used to be here like it's gone up or it's gone down like we're checking in on that over time so like there are some I'm kind of hoping if next year's comes out with some like new health sensors and adds on to them, I think I'll, I'll get the new one. Um, I'm kind of, of like the mindset with the Apple Watch. You just kind of run it into the ground um, yeah. and get all your use out of it that way. Especially because like, like I said, I'm not like, you know, switching between apps very often and doing a lot of stuff there. So like even the Series 4 is like still good enough for me. I have do you no do complaints. sleep tracking on there? Oh, yeah, Totally. The, I guess the only thing I would say like that I'm kind of jealous of with the new one is the fast charging because oh, I yeah. charge it when I take a shower and usually by even if I'm taking a while, if I'm taking a long time in the shower um, and come out, it's usually not fully charged yet. So yeah. that would be something nice that I would gain. But that's like probably my only complaint with this. Um, and then, yeah, I would probably get the stainless steel again, knowing uh the difference in material on the cover screen yeah but yeah so i'm excited to see what i think i would get this green one this aluminum green one 
if I was getting the current one. I like it a lot, but I think I'm just I think a it's the only green. good one of the aluminum colors, to be honest. Um, yeah, their yeah. colors. I don't know. I always feel some sort of way about their colors uh, recently. Like, and they're they're different on everything too. Like the watch colors don't match the phone colors, don't match the iPod colors, don't match yeah. the case colors. Like, it's. I I kind of I'm like I really want I really want like an ex Apple engineer to come forward and like walk us through those product decisions. Like that, and I know everything that Apple is siloed, but. Are the is the I thought like color was handled by one team. I didn't think each product like because for what I understand, like displays are handled by a whole team. Mm-hmm. So so shouldn't color be handled by one team, which should ultimately be the industrial design group at the top. Maybe they maybe they approve palettes of colors, right, for a particular season or year, and then uh-huh. it depends on the devices their target segments and the manufacturing processes that each of these have to go through. Like maybe you can't achieve certain colors, you know, in the Apple watch bands, but you can achieve them in the phones or something like that. And the casing on the phones, I don't know. Um, Cause they all seem like within a, a general like theme to me, but then I, I, don't, I don't know. This I year's like Apple watch colors feel easily. like they're two years behind. Yes. Like the aluminum green is an homage to the iPhone 11 Pro, mm-hmm. like my iPhone. Yeah. Um so I don't know, it just it feels kind of odd or maybe it's like based on their target market or research they're noticing that like people with 2-year-old iPhones are getting a new watch, so me, but I I don't believe that. I don't know. Anyway, mm. anywho, um that's the watch. Should we talk about the real thing we want to talk about, which is these new MacBook Pros at this event, uh, yes, from last week, so, right? Yeah. Can I can, can I say something yes. that might be a bit of a shocker? Please tell. I think I've read too many Mac rumors articles, too many Verge articles. Like I'm too deep into the tech rumor mill mm. because I turned on the Apple event for about two minutes and then I turned it off. And then I didn't watch it. And I still haven't watched it. I and, and I'm excited about the new Macs. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about the new Macs. But I'm also like... Okay. It just... There's, there's something about it that's like, yes, Apple definitely needed to do this. Like, they needed to make a massive philosophical shift in their product line. Like, I absolutely mm-hmm. get that. But... I don't know. There's something about it that other than the chip, I don't know. It just, there's something about it that doesn't, I don't have the fizz in my pants. Like I normally do. Oh my God. Okay. Like, like that, for, for lack, for lack, for lack of a better way to describe you're it. You're just like, not I think excited the, is the better way to describe yes, it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I've been watching too much Top Gear. There's that um, as well. Okay. So my apologies, but like, but just i don't know there's something about it that like i don't mm, anyway you get the idea okay so i i want to touch <laughs> on two things you said there because i definitely was feeling the same way for a minute there and i've just been like pulling back from the rumors like i it's mm-hmm. something like i won't even read the articles anymore i'll like look at the headline and that's about it like, yeah that's it max and i have to say like 
compared to the September event, because you said you didn't watch this one, this one I was a bit more excited about. I was a bit more interested in the content that they were sharing, especially because it was so focused specifically on these machines. Um, mm-hmm. But they're still not hitting it for me. I, I'm just like, I guess it's because it's like, I'm so used to like the intimacy of the events and like them being on stage, right? Like that's such a like a core tenant of like their product announcements that the videos are really nice. Um, but I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same to me. But this one in for me was more on the money than the iPhone one. Um, because it feels overall. a little bit more technical. Yeah, because yeah. I think to your point, the iPhone one is iPhone iPhone one is more if you it's not an event for us and I think that was a, I think that was honestly a really good way to describe that last event mm-hmm yep I totally totally agree but um, with regarding the chips uh, I'm gonna put we're gonna have this in show notes but there is an article by a blog called Anontech and they've been mm-hmm. doing they, they really specialize in really processor benchmarking and breakdowns um, for new devices. They've been covering like Intel chips, AMD chips, Apple chips for years, and they just posted the performance review for these new chips. Just now? Uh, today. They posted them uh, today. Okay, because the embargo lifted today, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, even if you really don't understand a lot of what they're saying, I certainly don't, um, just like kind of reading through it and getting... Uh, amazing yeah amazing what apple has been able to do like they ridiculously powerful with next to no energy usage Mm -hmm. relatively seriously so like i will have this in the article but like just look at the graphs on things like energy like pk said energy usage um graphics performance like these are things that you just can't see in pc laptops today like it's just it's just not a thing especially like it's not a gaming pc right but like comparing it to a very large gaming laptop with a discrete gpu so that's separate from the cpu like the power draw uh from that compared to the the m1 max which is the top tier of these new Mm -hmm. m1 chips is like it's like less than a factor of 10 lower Yeah. yeah it's so crazy like what the difference is between these and the only thing that they cover in this article on in regards to gaming is all the games on mac are not optimized for the new arm platform and they usually aren't built on metal which is apple's graphics api so like Uh they said it wasn't really a fair comparison to the pc counterparts because they weren't even anywhere near optimized and it didn't reflect the like raw benchmarks between the two of them Mm -hmm. so i'm curious to see what happens there and if games actually come to the mac that's always been like a like a weird sticking point games have never really been on the mac and they have for like some periods like back in the early 2000s original halo was on there right exactly yeah yeah, when halo was first on there but um they've never like have been that's never been like a core market for them as gamers and gaming on the mac so it'll be interesting but just like reading through this article it's very clear the strategy um is they come up with a a chip architecture right so like the m1 architecture maybe in the future it'll be the m2 architecture which is going to be similar to the a15 which is in the iphone and the new ipads um 
And then they basically have created a, a system that can just scale however large they need it to, which is crazy. So they're basically scaling to the chassis and uh, the amount of heat it can dissipate. One thing that they yep. touch on is that traditionally laptop chips uh, and really any computer chip, um, like in your computer right now, have a t what's called a TDP, which is like the the upper thermal, limit of power. Yeah. yeah, I forget what the, the acronym is. It's a thermal for. performance limit effectively. Yeah, so it's like this chip can draw this much power. Like this is the maximum. And then the computer is designed around that heat output for that chip. And there's different classes of those chips. This processor does is not designed around a TDP. It does not have a TDP. It scales to the chassis it's in. Um, so kind of like they took the M1 chip and put it in the Mac Mini and the iMac and the Touch Bar MacBook Pro and all that stuff. And the iPad. Yeah, and the iPad. It scales to those its performance to those form factors, um, especially for sustained performance over time, like with the active cooling and stuff like that. It's obviously going to make a difference. Um, but that just makes me extremely excited to see what they do when they eventually the convert Mac the Pro. Mac Pro over. Because or the iMac Pro. I, yeah, I don't even know what they're going to do with these, like, professional machines. Because, like, these laptops, like, I was watching an iJustine video, uh, which I've been following her for years. And someone actually made a great comment, um, which I think really nails why I love her comment. She is, like, filming the videos because she loves the stuff, right? It's not yeah. her critiquing the stuff, which I think, to your point a little bit earlier, it's, like, a little bit, like, exhausting, uh, reading news that way and like thinking about products that way and instead of just being like this is so freaking cool like this is amazing anyway they were doing a demo with like five streams of 8k video uh, and applying effects to them all simultaneously on the entry-level 14-inch laptop and it was doing it flawlessly and she had a video editor on who like does this and that's his, his professional job and he was like absolutely like blown away. He's like, I literally can't do this on my top of the line configuration Intel computer today. Like it's just not possible. Which, which is amazing. And then I think the other amazing thing on top of all of that is you don't need to be plugged into power mm -hmm. to do that. Like you can do all of that without direct power coming from the larger electric grid because like they don't throttle. Like, Apple's not well, like, oh, you're not plugged into throttle. power. I, they throttle based on thermals. But they throttle based on thermals, not whether you're connected to a power outlet, yep. which I think is very different. You look at these other graphics-focused PCs, mm -hmm. you unplug it from power, everything comes It totally nerfs itself, yeah. Amount. Yeah, and which makes sense. I mean, they kind of have to, but that's also just like a a sign of the previous architecture so mm -hmm. i think from a technical side of things this product is miles ahead it's it's almost like it to a certain extent like the a15s and the new iphones and like the m1s and the ipads like the hardware is so good we just don't have the software to deal with it so all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's just like you might as well make a really shitty electron app because i have no <laughs> other way to slam the gpu Seriously. honestly I, I don't i really don't and then all of us electrons just like what we don't need to be that good because gpus are just that good so 
let's slam them and well, like that's how you use your gpo it's kind of cool you know what's crazy like the thing is like and you've been doing it like you we could basically do our jobs now for the most part on the m1 macbook air and really not hit any yeah. performance issues like I which kind of even... makes me really sad like i'm not <laughs> well, i want to push I'm it more i agree anymore. yeah i know it's like it's like oh my needs aren't demanding enough i need to amp up my needs a little bit i know like i need to start designing an ar like i need to like yeah, like, like I, 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 I should need to just not stop not i need to not close my programs i think that was another realization that i had was like I don't make enough films. I don't use 8K like pro res from a red camera. Yeah, I mean that's just like pure like data intensive. Yeah, I mean same thing with yeah. 3D modeling, but I I'm sure like even 3D modeling unless you're rendering like super complex scenes like like I don't know like most casual 3D modelers probably weren't running into like crazy performance issues before. Um, I have no idea. I, I, I don't should, know. Wait, I should, we should ask the engineers that we work with, like, what are, yeah. they, what are the machines I'd support? be really curious. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I'm just curious. Like, I wonder what the software is going to do and where it's going to head in the next couple of years. To your point, the phones, the iPads, and the Macs are now so ridiculously powerful that the software just, like, doesn't seem like it's It scratches really the surface. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means like now to run the software that we have, it doesn't take that much battery. So that means these mm-hmm. laptops can just exist and exist and exist. And what used to be tasks that we feel were power intensive are like, I mean, it's like asking Usain Bolt to like walk a hundred sprint or like a hundred meter sprint or run. I don't know. You get the idea. Just like jog it. And he can somehow do it faster than like a normal person sprinting. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's no sweat for him. Um, so I mean, honestly, like I I'll also say this, I think there was listening to ATP talk about this. There was a lot of hesitation around how Apple is going to handle GPUs. And I think Apple in a surprising turn of events has kind of hit it out of the park with this product. Um, I, I, again, I don't know if this is a one-hit wonder, if this is going to continue, mm-hmm. but this trajectory that they seem to now be on is amazing. I'm really excited about it. Um, and it's just, it just seems like, it's like, it just, to a certain extent, it seems like the company is like starting to have fun with Max again, as opposed to like, not, I don't know. Well, it's been nice to see them correct past mistakes, which... For yeah. company um, that is as prideful as Apple. Yes, yes, prideful is the word I was looking for. Uh, they don't normally do, and I love how they, you know, they reintroduce features. They were like, we took the same great keyboard that everyone loves, our Magic Keyboard Two, and we put it in the laptop, like as a justification for getting rid of the Touch Bar. Anyway, yeah, Touch Bar is dead. I want to get into the d- design of these um, yes. because I think these are my favorite looking mac laptops probably since the like 2012 uh retina machines came out i have to say um they are retro throwback design in many ways to mm-hmm. the original titanium power book and aluminum power books from the early 2000s um they are squared off. They don't have that like gentle taper that we've been used to for a really long yeah. time with the MacBooks. Um, so they they look more solid. Uh, 
as a computer and their thickness is even throughout now um so they're i think almost the same thickness as before maybe ever so slightly no thicker. i think they're a little bit thicker they're definitely heavier they're about like yeah half pound heavier i think for the, the 14 the inch and then i'm not sure about the 16 inch um but yeah just like the way that they sit and they have kind of more raised feet or more prominent feet uh than they had before at least they look like it in the press shots but i've yeah. like read some things that maybe up close it's really not as prominent as they look in the photos um the bottom itself has an engraved uh macbook pro into the aluminum at the bottom there, mm-hmm. it's not under the display anymore or on the bottom of the casing kind of printed on uh or etched on with a laser which is a nice touch that i really like um i'm curious to see like what type of dirt builds up in there over time that was my initial thought with the aluminum um but it's it's really snazzy looking and i don't think i've ever seen them put an engraved anything um i On can't the bottom, think of the no. last time i've ever seen them engrave something um into the aluminum there are so, no press shots of it yeah i actually had to go to the verge article and they have a nice uh shot from of the bottom um and of the the little feet as well which are kind of like flat little turrets that look like the iphone camera actually uh yeah for the feet but um and then we have ports back on the sides. They've added back HDMI and the SD card slot, which were never huge ones for me. HDMI, I guess, when I was like in the office, um, but really not anymore. And then the big one for me um, is they brought MagSafe back, which yeah. I mean, this is exactly the way everyone wanted them to do it, which was basically keep the USB charging brick that they have had uh, with the detachable cable, which is great, which was a flaw of the old MagSafe charging bricks. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, just make it, you know, you can charge via MagSafe or USB-C. And that's exactly what they did. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I really love that. Um, and that's like definitely one thing I missed uh, on that, like what the 2015 to uh, up until now MacBooks across the line. like. MagSafe was just such a nice thing. It's kind of odd that they ever got rid of it, especially because it's such a differentiator for them as well. Um, So that's back. It supports fast charging, which is really nice. Braided cables, which I'm really excited about um, because a lot of their... um, Ever since they started being like really green. Yeah, a lot of their plastic ones have not held up well over time. They fray. uh, Like my Thunderbolt display that I'm on right now, like the main cable for it is totally like frayed and like cracking off. Just like not even from like usage, just like time. I think it's just like breaking down Mm -hmm. over time. So the fabric is nice. They've been everything that I've dealt with, like the, the Apple Watch bands and things like that over the past couple years with fabric have been amazing. So... I don't think I've used any of their fabric cables. Oh, the HomePod cables are fabric. I have. I have used their fabric cables. Honestly, they're amazing because they came with the new uh, peripherals that uh, Apple mm. released with the iMac. Um, really, really nice. I think overall, I I just, I kind of want like, I think we mentioned this before. Like, it'd be nice if it was just like one clean fell swoop. Everything became fabric mm-hmm. because they're kind of doing that. But I'm sure they kind of need to like iron out production and manufacturing issues before they're willing to make that full sweep and like update everything because just like sheer capacity yeah and supply issues for all their products to to fabric cable um 
but yeah, so that's that's a nice touch that I'm excited about there. And then, uh, well, let's talk about the keyboard. They got rid of the touch bar. Yep. Thank God. Full size function keys. I really tried to love it and like tried to get into it and just like day to day, it just like it wasn't it. Um, and they never they never really pushed it on their software side as well. So like they never gave me more of a reason to like play around with it. Yeah. Um, the best it was app dead when it arrived or the best use of it I ever saw was from a designer at Apple. Um, and it was like for like different buttons to play like a musical synth almost. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that makes which sense. Which was great, but like that was the best example I ever saw. That's niche. And like, yeah, that's like exactly niche. And like their implementation was basically just taking buttons you had on your screen and just throwing them down there, which yeah. like if you're using it, and you're going down to your keyboard and you're not looking at your display, there's like a total disconnect when you're completing those it actions. It defeats the purpose. Yeah, and then like just like the basic things, like, you know, adjusting volume and brightness was such a pain. You had to look to do it. You can just do it by the keys. Um, so they brought all the keys back, their full height, which again, I don't think I've ever seen on an Apple laptop before, full height function keys. Um, nope, I haven't seen it. Yeah, maybe like, like, mid 90s laptops but i don't think i've ever seen uh, a modern apple laptop with full height function keys so that is nice and new welcome that and then they're now like within this like anodized black keyboard well um so the keyboard basically has like a black background behind it um well i meant on the laptop not the desktop okay yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair yeah Yeah. i was like i've seen them before but anywho (laughs) sorry i was Um, holding up my magic keyboard too yeah continue um so yeah, it's black on the, the, the behind now or the background of the keyboard itself, which I think looks nice. At first I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And I'm, I'm curious like if it looks dirty it over time, but I think it works really nicely. Yeah, um, yeah I like the two-tone of it um, and tying it in with the display. So um, curious to try these out in store, see how they compare to like the 16 inch keyboard. If it's like the same keyboard, um, just kind of, reskinned a bit um or if they like changed the mechanism at all uh because the the 16 inch was the first one that they like actually got right after the butterfly like right disaster um so keyboard is really nice um i'm curious this touch id button it looks like an actual keyboard button but i'm curious if it clicks at all um or has any sort of like actuation to it um i don't know is it well i guess it's the power button right i yeah. didn't think about that so it does it does so it must it, i click mean then. on the on the air it does it does click and it's also a touch button so what does it look like on the air now i'm curious i haven't looked at it in a while is it it's it is it its own key as well yeah oh okay but does it click like one of the keys or does it just click like a hard like a a button like it clicks like, like an it iPhone. clicks like a hard button like okay, a, like an iphone okay. button okay i gotcha okay well maybe it'll be like that um and then which i think makes sense because you do need to push down on it anyway to get and you would want it to be a different to feel too from yeah. the other keys so that makes sense um what else what else then there's the display, which they have overhauled completely. It's now mini LED. And the cool thing about mini LED is that uh, traditionally 
display backlights uh, for older generation displays are made up of like kind of like a row of LEDs across like the top or the bottom or some mm-hmm. of the edges. And so you might have like, you know, I don't know, like I'm just making up a number here, like 20 LEDs uh, kind of driving the whole display and lighting it up. Well, mini LED is like, uh, think of them as little pixels uh, behind the screen that you see and they can individually turn on and off so it's really localized zones. It's like zone to zone lighting. Yeah, yeah, but like very very small zones. Um so it gets almost to OLED which can turn off its pixels. Uh each pixel in an OLED individually individually emits light. Uh it doesn't have like a backlight shining through it. So it's getting really close to that and then the eventual leap is micro LED uh which is probably a couple of years away at this point, but the iPads introduced yeah. this in the spring, at least the 12 inch did. Um, and yeah, so, the 13 inch, yeah, 12.9. Yeah, yeah, the 12.9. So it's available across the board with these ones. And I mean, they've always had great displays. These seem killer. So good, um, so nice. I, they have promotion, which is nice. So 120 Hertz. Um, and then- the- And you can calibrate, you can set the appropriate frame rate to whatever media you want to watch yeah yeah which yeah so it adjusted on the fly adding to the battery life factor with these yeah but i think you can manually set it too oh like you could set it to 24 yeah so if you're like editing film you could set it to like 48 hertz and so it'll match up perfectly to the video that you're watching gotcha okay that's cool i didn't realize that um i think so yeah and then the i mean the big thing about the display they reduced the bezels overall and they introduced a notch which i couldn't seem to care less about honestly i think it's interesting some of the design things with it and how the mouse goes behind it and things like that but otherwise like i, I think really, it was the right product call yeah i don't mind it honestly at all. i think it was the right product call it's like i'm curious why it's so large like i'm curious what's behind there if i had to guess it's obviously the camera is behind there but maybe it's also like some of the uh, i was gonna say like the the chips that drive the display itself but now that i'm looking at this there's like a decent space on the bottom of the display to house a lot of those chips so i am actually curious to see it tear down and see why it's so big. yeah what's actually behind maybe it is all just the camera i mean the display is way thinner than like an iphone or ipad so that's like part of the challenge with getting a better camera and some of these is like the displays are so so thin like you don't have room for the optics uh yeah like exactly improve a ton on them so that's like the big deal or like people were making like you know everyone's gonna make a thing yeah yeah and i i really could care less i think it looks really nice if you can hide it if you want to um one thing i did learn from uh the atp episode is that the space below the menu bar is a perfect 16 by 10 display or 16 by 10 aspect ratio which is exactly what the old laptops were so you literally are only gaining screen real estate with the new laptops uh because the bar just like on the iphone it's kind of relegated to the top with the notch um and i guess you could say it saves you space um overall versus yep. the old design so yeah I'm, I'm curious i want to play around with it and just like see how it works for myself yeah go to an apple store and see how it works yeah like i, I can't think of many apps i would use where the menus would go past it but like i just want to see like what the behavior is 
uh, if like, you know, you have your help menu on the right side of the notch, like what that looks like and how that kind of works. Yeah, but, how would that kind of work out? Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise... Especially on the smaller, smaller laptop. Yeah, yeah. Especially on the 14-inch. The I'm really curious. But other than that, I mean, you definitely have to look at it to see. I mean, it's an, it's an Apple laptop. It's aluminum. The display is black. It has a massive trackpad just like before. Um, it hasn't changed in a lot of ways, but um, it's really that like more flat-edged... Uh, no taper design that has come back and then apparently the apple goes a little bit bigger on the back as well which is interesting yeah. thing that they've been doing on some of their more recent computers they've been making the logos even bigger um especially mm-hmm. the the new imac i think it's like massive Huge. on the back of it yeah um which is which is interesting but um yeah i i really want to see one in person i i fear if i, I see too. one in person i'm I may get one for Lewis. Um, you should. You absolutely should. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll hold off from then. From there, when did they come out? The twenty third or something? Or wait, now tomorrow, twenty sixth. Oh, they come out. <gasps> yeah, yeah. So everybody should be getting theirs starting tomorrow. Um, my mom ordered a souped up one, and I I think I mentioned that to you. But she got a like the maxed out sixteen inch for for a lot of the ai ml work that she's going to be doing so i'm actually i'm really excited to see what her experience is with it and what her thoughts are about it um yeah well it sounds like she's actually going to push the envelope on of the machine a bit i i don't know i have no idea she might it's probably gonna just like run circles around her workload yeah pretty (laughs) much when i saw that demo with when they were in they were like in da vinci and code or whatever um davinci resolve yeah davinci resolve yeah, yeah and they were applying effects to this ak footage raw off the camera off the red camera and like had multiple like ak streams going and it was just like playing like instantly applying those effects i was like oh my god like <laughs> we've entered like a new i want to see a workflow that can actually bring it down because if yeah it, if that's like, not going to stop it i would be amazed like probably like super super professional like film editing with tons of effects and like things like that but yeah because what they said you can run a like a 4k hdmi display along with three thunderbolt displays and this thing won't break a sweat all on battery power Mm -hmm. like i and i think to your point like i i would love i just want a youtuber to just like find the limit like where does this actually start to crumble because then i can then i feel like as a user i have a better understanding of how this laptop could fit in my life mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean otherwise technically i think it's a very it's a, it it blows my mind um but yeah i yeah. This is this 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 whole line now feels like it's back on track to me. It felt really yes. like things were kind of falling apart with like first like the Mac Pro fiasco and then these laptops. You had the MacBook one port that came out and disappeared within like two years or something like that, which yeah. like, was such a weird product considering they had to know they were working on these chips by then. Um like when it was coming they out, they freeze these chips three years before. Yeah, so they they would have known a long time that like just engineering efforts for like macOS and all that stuff. Like this is this transition took a long time to plan, and yeah, that was a weird machine. Anyway, um, I'm yeah, like I said, if I see one of these in person, I am you might get one. I'm very scared. I will buy one. I haven't been this you, excited you, I think about. You could get six percent back right now. Uh, oh no, that was a bug. 
Uh, I saw that story. It was, yeah, like a Boom. bug. Um, That's awkward. But I did have one question for you because this is the first yeah. time that I can remember in a really long time where the both sizes of the laptop are completely identical. They're more or less like iPhones now where you can have the same chip in them, uh, all the same specs. The only difference really is the form factor. Do you want the 14-inch or the 16-inch? 16-inch, you get obviously the bigger display and probably a bit better speakers, I would imagine, and the battery life as well, right? But like, other than that, like chip-wise, RAM-wise, storage-wise, all the options are the same. You can't get the M1 Max. No, you can't get the... Can you get the Max? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're identical. Oh, I have to upgrade to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But they're completely identical between uh, the two. Oh, and that's how you get the 65 gigs. Oh. Yep. I... So what would you pick? I don't know. Because I... I re I honestly I don't have a good answer for you. Like part of me likes the idea of the fourteen inch because of the smaller size, mm-hmm. but there's something about. I think it depends on where I am in my life, and I was and I was talking to our boss about this. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if I was um like management, like upper level and doing less intense design work, and mostly like emailing, supporting working on Excel and PowerPoint documents for sales supports, probably go the 14 inch, honestly. Um, I would probably say right now, since I am doing a lot of visual design work, I do want to expand my skill set. I would probably want to future proof the laptop. I'd probably end up with a 16 inch today um, and just go with the bigger one Hmm. and just go all out and not look back for five years (laughs) because that's, how good these things are seriously i'm guessing you're 14 inch i think i would do the 14 inch and the biggest reason i would do it is with my needs right now i mean this laptop is dots most of the time like i basically never have it open and so like it that doesn't make like for the most part i'm not working on it like in my day today um, if I was like traveling more doing stuff like that, yeah, maybe like I would go towards the 16. Um, but also just like, I, there's something I like about like the 14. You can like toss it around a little bit more if you get what I mean. Like, it feels more tossable. Well, yeah. so I was actually going to say, I feel like if I was actually traveling more, almost the 14 inch might be the better option, especially. So here, here's the dream setup, right? In mm-hmm. all honesty, XDR display 14 inch docked oh man and then if i ever need to travel i just take the 14 inch with me i know it's twelve thousand dollars <laughs> I, I understand it i get it i totally get it but this is hypothetical alex i, I know, don't actually I know. need to spend this money so if i don't need to spend it i'd love a twelve thousand dollar setup like give me the 14 inch because because to your point i think it fits a really good balance of both worlds like especially if the laptop's going to be docked i don't think it makes sense to get the larger display because the internals are about the same. Now, unless reviews come out where it actually says there's a genuine performance difference between the 16 and 14 inch, and in the workloads I'd be doing, it actually makes a difference, then yeah, I'd consider the 16 inch. But unless I'm designing AR applications regularly, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact. So I think to your point, um, yeah, I mean, the 14 inch almost seems like a better option. I mean, Given the, I'd get the 14 inch, I'd get the 140 watt power adapter because then I can get the fast charging. 
it doesn't, and then I would get an XDR display. Only the 16 inch needs that one. I was just looking at that. It go it only thought, it maxes out at the 96 watt for the 14 inch. No, no, no. But I think you need the big one to get the like the fast there's charging. Three. There's three fast chargers, or there's three chargers that you can get. There's like a 67, a 96, and then like the 140. And I think the 140. Uh, is what you need for the 16 inch i don't know the charger story is a little confusing to me uh like what the you charger can, one do with them i feel like that's i think they'll resolve it in future ver- product versions i think they like for this version they're obviously going to be little tiny bugs like the hdmi thing they're going to up- upgrade that to hdmi 2.1 probably in the next iteration of this laptop in two years but mm-hmm. but no i mean i think going back to your original question um xdr display 14 inch macbook pro souped up and i think that that would actually be a pretty sweet setup like Mm -hmm. honestly um and and it would be so portable and it would be so nice like and i think to your point i would feel more inclined to take my laptop with me places in a 14 inch form factor than i would in a 16 inch form factor yeah i i guess one of the other things too like i'm so used to like this 16 inch is I, I've talked about this before. It's not my favorite computer in the sense that like it literally will overheat itself or it's just like so hot uh, because of the chip that's in it. Um, so like, I want to know how hot these get. Like, do they even get hot? I know that machines don't. So like, I'd be really curious if they do. They it don't. All. Yeah. I think like maybe, maybe I'd like, like the 16 inch then. Like, I think my distaste towards the 16 inch is like just the sheer amount of heat it puts out, uh, on top of the size at the moment. Like those two things combined are just like not yeah, a winning not combo doing it for, for you. Me. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, I love hearing the fans all the time spinning up. Like oh, yeah, you're, you're a, a fanboy. Yeah. A real fanboy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at these, like they have these like nice uh, side profile shots in like the the bottom curve of them it's just like it's so nice it just looks like it is i just want to pick it I, up and i don't know why these look like more approachable to me than the old kind of feathered design. they they feel like um the the way i want to the way i would describe it is the old ones feel very sleek and elegant Mm -hmm. but because they feel sleek and elegant they almost seem fragile but these feel a little bit more robust Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of a very robust star wars ship and again this is like the nerdiest thing i could say i'm i'm full of terrible metaphors (laughs) today so i apologize this is just a theme um but it feels like more of a star wars ship that's like squared off robust has very pronounced feet and you know it's going to be stable when it lands wherever it lands and it can go and it can go from point a to point b and it can hit a rock and be fine and it'll keep chugging along and it's reliable and it's going to do what it needs to do and i think that is a big mental shift for the macbook pros that hasn't been around since 2016 that is such a good point and yeah i would say like their products for years have felt very fragile to your point like this looks durable um like it can get dinged up can get scratched you can take it you know wherever you need to bring it um and which makes me think back to like i was looking through when i was on vacation 
I had to like clean out our closet and like I have that Apple design book that they put out a couple years ago that yeah. I, I keep like always boxed because it's like all white same and it's not very durable honestly um it's beautiful <laughs> though it is beautiful and there's a great shot in it of an original iphone beat that's up like iPhone. totally beat up they don't show the front <laughs> which is interesting um but the back metal and plastic aged really nice nicely and like especially the aluminum has like this like crazy patina to it it just like looks beautiful um which i feel like apple products do not age that well normally i would say it's probably like their biggest yeah one flaw. of their biggest design flaws yeah. um although sometimes they do surprise me like the airpods case the iphone 5 oh yeah that i one thought would that ship. aged well well no well the black one would ship a ton uh that oh. like coating on it you, like i had a friend that had it and like because it had those like really like the nice chamfered edges chamfered yeah edges, yeah um and it just had like chips all over it it did not age as gracefully Ooh. um at least again it, she didn't have it for a long time so like i don't know if like you kept yeah. it around and she had like a case on it so like what that wear would be like anyway um to the to the earlier point yeah they look professional durable like you can pick them up you know handle them They'll handle any environment, uh, and they can take a ding or two, which the old ones totally could, um, and but they have they been for a while. Feel but it feel like they feel could. like that, and I have a feeling these are gonna like feel like really solid uh, and like dense in the hand, uh, and just like yeah, really approachable. So we'll have to see. Maybe I'll go to the store tomorrow. Maybe I'll meet Lewis at work because there's an Apple store like right near him. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll go hit one up uh, some point this week. Person, but. Alrighty. Anything else? Yeah, because I did that with the with the watch and the phone. Uh, Yeah. Honestly, no. Again, I think overall, like, again, I know technically I'm very excited for these Macs, but I think to your what you said earlier, and to maybe some of the stuff that I've been listening to and reading, there's, it's like you almost know about like the dark secrets about tech Mm. and products and the design and so it's like it gets very hard to get excited when it's like reading the news like it's very hard to get excited about certain things um and i think maybe that could be why i wasn't so excited about this event or i didn't try and watch it in the background um like i know apple's been doing a lot of great work but i also know a lot of the stuff that hasn't been going well like the whole slack stuff and all of those articles and China is a big problem. And like, I have my own thoughts about Apple's approach to work and a lot of these folks that are, you know, that may have their own opinions. Mm-hmm. And tech in general is going through a lot, especially with Facebook. Amazon's going through a lot. Blue Origin's going through a lot. Musk is going through a lot, especially with NHTSA and, um, you know, uh, self-driving and a lot, the automotive industry is going through a lot of different things. And then as designers, I'm like thinking about what our role is in all of this stuff and what does it mean to be useful and functional? And then you think about like the environment. Again, this is, this is my problem, right? Like I start really, really small and Mm -hmm. then things very quickly blow up. And that, that's, I, I'll be honest, that's like 98, if not 99% of the reason why I wasn't excited about this objectively though like i should have been way more into this and i'll be honest i'm really excited for these 
Um, I wish I was more excited, but I'll, that'll probably happen when I see these in person um, and just get to like feel one and interact with it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's funny. I, I guess one thing I'll add on to this before we wrap this up is like, I have never been one for surprises. Um, and there is something to be said about like the surprise of these and like the rumors like through the years have only gotten better in many ways which is ironic but there's it's like literally an industry finding out what they're going to make right um yep and so it is like you know like hard not to be excited when you're like oh well i knew they were going to do that like six months ago like i saw a thing about that right so i think like one thing that i've been doing is just like yeah like stepping back on some of that stuff and just like reading into it less and like not even like I don't even know, just, like, reading it, taking it for what it is, and then being like, okay, well, like, maybe that'll happen, just like every other rumor, right? Um, yeah. Because, like, it's easy to get excited about the rumors. It's, like, less easy to get excited about the products when they actually ship and, like, the actual reality yeah. of them is there, right? So that's been something, like, yeah, I, I've been basically in the same place you have, uh, just, like, trying to step back and, like, not be as into it so you can enjoy it more um especially because we are Mm -hmm. like in not in the midst of it yeah exactly so that's all i'll say there um one more little mini topic here uh before we kind of wrap things up uh i got a lot do we do mini topics Uh, yeah this is a mini topic (laughs) i don't have a lot to say on this okay okay it was just fun mini topic Um, more than anything it was just like cool it'll just be 13 terabytes big well exactly um so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had to get a new, I didn't have to, but it was kind of an excuse when I was leaving my old work. Like I want to make sure like personal stuff was backed up. Um, and then uh, we had only like a four terabyte drive and like all of our computers back up to it. And it also serves as just like general storage. So I want to get a new drive for a little bit. And, um, oh, one of my, ex- my existing external drafts is failing. I had some other files, and I want to make sure I had a copy of those. So, yeah, I was shopping around. Hard drive prices have gone up like $100 since last year. You know, chip shortage. Thanks, thanks, pandemic and chip shortage. Um, but I got a 14 terabyte external hard drive, uh, which is like... I was off by a whole terabyte. Freaking bonkers. It's like That's so... Amazing. And it's just one hard drive. It's not like two hard drives in RAID. Uh, yeah. Kind of as one volume together. Yeah, it's just one hard drive. And I really wanted SSDs. SSDs are so expensive still for large. Like every, anything over like really like a terabyte for SSDs is like ridiculously expensive. Mad expensive. Um, it's, it, I just want to I just want to share one quick anecdote. Uh, I think when you got your uh, the previous version MacBook Pro, uh, which was before the Touch Bar, or it was the Touch Bar generation. I think it was like our junior senior year of college. Um, I think you got it came with an SSD. Um, or maybe it wasn't junior. The Retina, the Retina machines. Yeah, okay. They've yeah, the always had machines, SSDs. Yeah. yeah, so they've always had SSDs, and you got an SSD in it. I think you got the terabyte, and you were like guys i am never getting a spinning disc ever again literally in my life it was amazing i really i really didn't want to i was very resistant to it i looked at like can i like raid multiple ssds together and you can but that's getting messy and expensive 
You um, might as well just buy an XDR display and a 14-inch MacBook oh, Pro. Oh, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> I might as well just, you know, get 8 terabytes in my laptop and just call it a day and not Why even not? use an external drive. Um, yeah, so uh, I got 14 terabytes and I have it partitioned as, like, I think, like, 8 terabytes is a share and then 6 terabytes is time machine. I can't remember which way I, sh- I set it up. Um, but it's nice. Um I think it's even faster than the old one, which like hard drives aren't like fast. It's like what are like eighty six hundred RPM. No, it's totally fifty four hundred RPM. It's like a W like Western Digital Elements. It's like they're like basic external drive. It's just like a huge amount of storage that it has. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, so far so good. Um, I was gonna get a NAS. I was looking at those too, and I was like, Do I, I know really? we talked about that. I I didn't get one ultimately because they have gotten more expensive, and um, I don't really need to host a lot right now. Like the the Raspberry Pi I have does fine hosting yeah. things, and like they're like big, they're another fan, all that stuff. So um, I was gonna say, I, I think didn't. Whenever you get like. Uh, a house with a garage or like mm. an attic or a crawl space like a space that you're not necessarily going to be interacting with a lot and is generally cooler um i think then it makes sense for you to get a network access storage like especially with lewis and a lot of the music that he's making i think then it makes a lot more sense but as long as you're living in an apartment well, this kind of functions as that too like it is a nas right technically. it is but Again, like, you don't necessarily need to, like, network access storage. And I'm sure whenever you get your own place, like, you're going to be doing a lot more stuff on it. You're going to want a lot more inspiration, photos, Mm. images, cat files. Like, you're going to do a lot more stuff on it. And then I think I think that's when it makes a lot more sense. And then I'm sure Lewis can definitely build out his own studio. He'll be able to generate a lot more music on the regular. So I think that's when it's going to start to make more sense to look at an NAS. Um, I don't know why I said NAS, but <laughs> a NAS. Um, anywho, it's 940 on the East Coast. I'm getting it's It's bedtime. It's been bedtime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I just wanted to share that because I just thought it was so crazy that you could buy. I mean, you can buy even larger single drives. Mm-hmm. I just saw today, actually, they're preparing 20 terabyte drives. I think Seagate is preparing them for production or something like that, which is just That's like wonderful. bonkers to me. Um so yeah, I thought it was cool just to have 14 terabytes. Like, not like I have that much anyway. Um, but I mean, I have literally like all of our, all of my parents like the home movies, uh, photos. I don't have my dad's music, which I should grab because he had like probably. Like, I a should probably do something like that because I have I've got a four terabyte drive that's almost full. Mm-hmm. I have like two 500 gigabyte drives and those are about half full each with like different projects and like the children's book illustration and my time machine backups only one terabyte. Mm-hmm. So you should get to, get something. We'll just wait for Black Friday and get like a deal. Um, yeah, I probably will. Yeah, but yeah i i would totally do it just to like have it all consolidated and then like if you have something like backblaze or something like that and you have it like hooked yeah, up by your do. desk it it backs that up too uh which is yeah. really nice as well so yeah i if you need a hard drive definitely look around um 
they're getting pretty big really crazy and if you don't need a lot of storage ssds one terabyte ssds are like stupid cheap you can get them basically for like a hundred dollars 70 bucks yeah yeah um which is bonkers because i remember getting one 120 gigs and i think it was it was a good deal at the time i think it was like 250 dollars or something like that so it was almost two dollars a gig um in like that's amazing 2010 or something like that it was like to put in my old macbook uh to make it faster at the time <laughs> but anyway uh shall we move into cool shit cool shit let's go Alrighty. um i stopped using this for a while and then i started using it again um with this laptop and it's this little utility for the mac called bartender um and all it does is basically if you have a bunch of menu bar apps that are running in the background that you either can't disable or you access every once in a while but like don't want them taking up space i don't know i'm very particular about my menu bar and like i don't have a million icons existing up there um this is the solution for that it takes everything and like basically like hides it until you hover over it um and then it kind of expands it like a little strip um and there's like a bunch of new features that i haven't even had a chance to explore yet uh in this new version bartender 4 uh, i only use bartender 3 which i guess came out like a year ago or something like that um but yeah it's really nice hmm. um and you could even like you know put all of the icons you ever need there and just hide them away um you can make it so they only show up when you perform certain actions and things like that um yeah, there's a bunch of different like settings and uh, kind of logic you can program into it and change how it appears and all that stuff. Um, so if you're like me and you hate menu bar icons that have no reason to be there, um, this is like the perfect solution to hide stuff. Uh, before you could hide like Spotlight and stuff like that, I hit Spotlight with it uh, and all that that good stuff. So. It's a fun little utility. Oh, it's just a single $15? Yeah, it's just $15. Um, but yeah, I, re- I really like it. I don't know. But I'm like so particular like that. Like I said, that the $15 is like worth it to me. Um, I to might end up getting this because I have Skype. I've got Little Snitch. I have Creative Cloud. I have... Uh, the hard drive thing that our company uses. I've got contrast. I have volume. I've got Wacom. I have Backblaze. I have backups. And then I get my battery, Wi Fi. I have sound source. And then I oh, have the, the little notification center. There are so many different things. I'm thoroughly overwhelmed now. Okay. <laughs> well, there Before you go. I crumble. <laughs> Um, so the cool shit I have is, and I think I shared this with you, is I've been listening a lot to Decoder with Nile Patel. Um, that could be why I'm not as excited about tech anymore, because we get, like, super deep into, like, the political and economic and, like, the the social elements of tech. Mm -hmm. Anywho, I still think it's really interesting because it's good to have these kinds of conversations. But, um, Nile's been doing a lot of interviews with, uh, car company ceo so he did like ford he recently did did jeep um and a little bit ago he did uh or he's done waymo and then Mm -hmm. he also did polestar waymo was really cool i definitely recommend that because i was in front of a live audience um so it had a very different energy so i definitely recommend listening to it 
Polestar was a lot of fun because Polestar is driven by a design head, not a like engineering or automotive or business leader. So um, the person who's leading Polestar used to be the chief of design at Volvo. Um, overall, it was just a really interesting interview because it didn't feel like a regular interview. Um, like you would have with a normal American CEO or a tech CEO, like just the thoughtfulness behind responses. I think my fa- my favorite moment was Nile asks uh, apparently a lot of the a lot of folks in leadership like how they approach decision making, mm-hmm. like what frameworks do they use, and uh, the gentleman who uh, heads Polestar, he was like, like what do you mean? Like when you say frameworks, what do you mean? And it's a silly question, but to be honest, I'm not always sure what he means by like what frameworks you use to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me was probably like a, a really good sign of like his approach to leadership and how he approaches problem solving, like just questioning the fundamentals or the questions about things. Like he doesn't view Polestar as a company that's an electric car company, but like the platform is always going to change. So it shouldn't just be electric. Like they are an automotive company mm. and the and like the platform is just the platform. They're going to re-envision how they do cars and the conversation around using Google for the internals of the car and why they didn't go ahead and do something. And ultimately Pulsar was just like, do you think we can do search better? No. <laughs> um, like, we're not going to do navigation better than Google. And who's the best that does navigation? Google. Mm-hmm. So we're going to work with Google. Um, and we'll do everything we can from a privacy perspective because we believe in that. But Google's pretty damn good at navigation. So we're just going to go with them. Um, we know how to make a car. We'll make a car. Google knows how to do this. We'll work with them. Um, and it was just, it was a very refreshing, open, honest conversation or like a very different kind of conversation that I really liked. And I think you had listened to it and it was... It was definitely different. So, Hmm. you know, cool thing to listen to. Definitely recommend it. I have like a hard time with these formal interviews. And I find that most of them just don't keep my attention. I even though I like try Mm -hmm. or like I'll like want to be interested. Like this sounds really interesting. Right. But like sometimes like you'll recommend me stuff and i'll go to listen to it and i'll be like okay i want to like this and i want to be into it but like this format is just like totally killing the not working it for you yeah Yeah, it's like too structured or it's like too serious um i don't know i guess a lot of the podcasts i've been listening to for the past couple years have just been like a bit looser and more fun with their format um kind of like us yeah like i don't i guess to again touch on an earlier theme as well like news and stuff like that like i already get enough of that like for like structured content like throughout the day reading other things like the podcast is just like or like whatever is just like another thing on top of it and it's like it's cool but like it's not an escape and like i feel like that's why i come to podcasts sometimes to like escape that structure or like take a break yeah yeah and take a break from from the industry and all that stuff um but this sounds cool i like I'm still tardy, so I was going to read the James Dyson book, and I had it on my list, and then I got his first book, which is no longer in print, and I started reading that, um, 
And then I was and like, not a fan. I it's not that I wasn't a fan. I again, it's like I like it sounds interesting to me, but like when it actually like I get into it, I'm like don't stay interested, even if it's cool. I don't know what it is. Like it's hard for me to click with some forms of like media and content. No, that makes sense. I think I think you'll like the Dyson one a little bit more because he goes in to a little bit more depth and detail about how the company came to be and like what was his experience and like Mm. his balance between engineering versus design and sales and like he gets into some of the nitty-gritty of like the banking side and like how did he fund the project Mm. and what were the roadblocks he came across with funding the project and like or the con like ha- not explicitly the conversations he had with his partner and his wife but rather like how his wife was supportive and like how he like had to do it all in a garage and how he had to sell plots of land to go ahead and like fund this and they had these loans over their head and like um there's a whole chapter dedicated to the car mm-hmm. like the the dyson car so and i just got to that so it sounds really really interesting there are moments where he gets a little preachy like He's not a big fan of the fact that Britain was part of the EU and was pro like it leaving. And I, I don't know enough about all of that to really have an opinion. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I was like, all right, like, I'm that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to hear your views on the EU. I just I'm here to hear about, like, how you make cool things like that's all I want to know. Um, so, yeah, you you just skip those parts and then you just, you know, you find the part where he's not talking about it and then you pick up there. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's something from school, too. Like, I felt like, I mean, even though I almost never did, I was always told I had to read, like, the whole thing, right? And yeah. so, like, I try to, but then I'll, like, I'll hit a part that I'm, like, not interested in. And it's just like, eh, already I'm done. It's no longer exciting. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's okay. I mean... It's definitely a hard habit to break. I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, and same thing with, uh, with like, podcasts. Like, I'll be honest, with ATP, I love ATP. Every time Marco, like, lately they've been talking about the MacBook Pros. Every time they talk about the touch bar, I skip. Every time they talk about the keyboards, I skip. Yeah. So I end up skipping, like, a good half of ATP because some of some, some of it's rent. And I, I get it. They've got a platform. We do this, too, where we'll sometimes rent. But just skip. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, I'm not. I'm. I'll still continue to listen to them. It just wasn't what I wanted in that moment. So, mm-hmm. no, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Now I'm looking at this Dyson robotic vacuum. Um, I. I don't know. Oh, this. This could be for I next show. Really, but iRobot released a new vacuum. It's called the the J7 instead of the I7. Um, uh-huh. And I really. Oh, I would love to work like for them one day or like work with them one day dyson no oh well dyson totally but uh irobot as well um oh yeah i don't know i've been i have a soft spot for vacuums um (laughs) i've been looking at dyson's um what are they called the air treatment things oh you know what's funny about those which is this is like part of the thing with dyson like every review i've seen test of those air purifiers puts them at like the bottom of the pack in terms of performance compared to really yeah um i think the one that looks really good and that a lot of people like are these blue air purifiers you should check those ones out those ones test very well and they look good too um 
slow. Yeah, but the Dyson one surprisingly does not perform very well um, from everything I've seen. Maybe they revised it. This was like a couple hmm. years ago, the last time I looked. But I was, yeah, I was actually very surprised. I think like the Wire Cutter and Consumer Reports, and maybe somewhere else that I read, they all ranked it like it was super low um, in terms of like how long it took to clear, like different size rooms, a particular matter, the seal on the um, the filter itself, and stuff like that. Um, some of their products are hit and miss, like. I love their products, but like sometimes, like the plastic, like on the vacuums, has a little, little too much creak and a little, little too much yeah. give sometimes. Where it's like it feels. I've never like used a product that feels so premium and cheap at the same time, uh, in different different respects. Um, maybe they've gotten better at that the past couple of years, but um, it's been true for the whole time I've been using their products for the past couple of years. I would say past like decade or so. Anyway, uh-huh. we got into a Dyson tangent. Sorry to bring you here, but it happens that I, people signed up for it. It's okay. It's fine. Tangent masters. Um, but yeah, uh, well, that's our show. Uh, this is definitely a bit of a long one, so thank you for bearing with us. Uh, it's been a while, so Alex and I needed to have, catch up. That kind of has been a trend for a little bit. It, ten- it tends to be a while, so hopefully now with the job stability there, mm-hmm. um, Alex kind of hitting a new trend. Or a new job um i'm starting to get warmed up in the job so we should be back on a regular cadence hopefully we'll be earworms in your ears for many weeks to come um so thank you for listening this is our show um please go vote or register to vote um if you have not done so i thought i was gonna do one more thing in as in uh, in addition to the register to vote and i forgot what it was get your vaccine obviously get your vaccine yes was that actually it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it last time. Okay. Register well, to vote and please, please, for the love of God, yeah. get your vaccine. Register to vote. Please, for the love of God, get your vaccine. Also, get your flu shot. Um, this year's flu is going to be really, really bad. I got I got mine on Friday. Um, it's fine. I'm not sprouting a third arm. And everything's good. I did get a little sick. But that's good because that's how your body develops immunity. So, please get vaccinated. Please get your shots. Please register to vote. Lots of things are happening. Um, I need to stop reading the news so that I can be a little bit more optimistic about the world. Um, but yes, that is our show. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back hopefully soon. Um, and this is Red Eye Design or R-E-D. Red. Yeah. Bye. Dude. Yes. Okay, so... As someone who has been, obviously we've been in a pandemic, everyone's been trapped at home, but as someone who has been been, in a pandemic, I know, right? Who knew? Um, As someone who's been in this very apartment still, which I I definitely want to move soon. I was looking at places yesterday. Um, I was really actually just waiting for the job to start and like settle. Um, Mm -hmm. But as someone who's been here for, this is two years this month that I've been in this apartment. Um, I think it's actually over two years. I think we moved in like the fifth or something like that. So two years I've been remote working in this apartment and the vacations I have had up until this point have been, um, I have time off, but I am in this apartment or I have time off and we have family here, which is great or friends here. Um, but you're still in this apartment. I'm still in the apartment or like, you know, 
I have like, you know, two people or another person taking up my whole living room because this apartment isn't that big, right? So it hasn't, I haven't gone anywhere. And the places, the trips I have taken are like to go see my parents in Philly, which was great, great trip. Got to see you guys, uh, all my friends and all that. But it wasn't like a vacation with Lewis, like on our own, like just kind of chilling, like doing our own thing. Yeah, like you, like time for both of you yeah, together. Exactly. So it was really nice, like in between jobs. Uh, I was like, I'm going to rent an Airbnb. Like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I want to go explore the area because we got the car in July and like we can actually go road trip somewhere and like go see other parts of the state that we haven't seen before. So I booked an Airbnb um, pretty much like a little bit north of Joshua Tree. So that's like three hours east of us inland. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what's called the high desert. It's not that bad of a drive. No, it wasn't bad at all. It was really beautiful, actually. Like, especially just like we took the back way. We could have taken the highway. Um, but the back way was so much better because we just got to like see, like take all these different routes. Like we took this like basically like service road through the mountains uh on our way there which was cool for part of it um and then when you're driving out there like you after a certain point like the last hour it's just like flat valley like thousands and thousands of joshua trees um and then like mountains everywhere you look around the the skyline so So it was like really pretty and so we got to this place like i said it was kind of north so it was like less built up it was a totally like property built and renovated to be uh an airbnb uh which came with a lot of fun quality things because it was built to look pretty not to last um my favorite my two favorite things or i guess one favorite thing the other was an accident lewis cut his hand on one of the drawer pulls because it had a sheet of metal glued on to like half of it because it was kind of like this like geometric pattern and yeah it literally mm-hmm. was like pulling off and he like sliced the side of his hand with that oh um, is he okay yeah he, he was fine it wasn't like a super deep scrape but uh definitely not something great probably should get a tetanus shot for it um anyway uh the other thing was they had actually nice appliances um and everything looked really nice i will say that but like None of the doors, every door had like a different quirk about it. Um, like hmm. some, uh, the bottom like lock doors? didn't work, but the uh, deadbolt worked. Um, the bedroom door specifically, it was so windy when we were there, they actually blew open in the middle of the night. So that, that was That must have been terrifying. I didn't even realize. Lewis, Lewis realized and closed them. Um and then when I used the dishwasher, the dishwasher was not secured to anything, so it could move around in its little cubby. And so we were using it a lot because it, we never have like a full size dishwasher. And so we were just like cooking. Yeah, so you're we didn't go anywhere. Like we brought all the food and like we brought everything we would need with us so we could just chill there because we were only there for like three days. Um, yeah. And so I opened Makes the sense. dishwasher and it pulls off the whole baseboard of the cabinet like literally it's like pulled forward and it like shifted around and it like yeah like literally like unnailed this baseboard oh my God. and it's like bending out as the door was open 
that's amazing it was so just like there were so many little things like that where it was just like man like this is not gonna last like at all um their tv was directly above the fireplace which was a real fireplace which was awesome but it had soot coming all out of it so the tv and they you couldn't see it well you could see the tv but you could tell that that tv had been replaced because you the box was actually like on the other side of the fence near the trash um so it, like the old one probably like got destroyed just from the smoke and the heat like, oh yeah from, i'm sure it was not it had didn't have like a mantle or anything like that it was literally like a hole for the fireplace and then a tv right above the hole so there was like no intelligence <laughs> yeah pretty much um but yeah it was just like it was just so nice to like get away like we could actually see stars. We could kind of see the Milky Way a little bit. Um, That's awesome. I was I'm sad. So I took like a I took like a night photo with my phone, and it. I kind of wish I had the 13 to see if it would have turned out better because it was still pretty noisy. But I got like a pretty decent shot of the stars. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, just like seeing the Joshua trees up close, there was so much. There was like no one really around us. It was like dead quiet the whole time. Um, and there was just like a lot of Joshua trees to go look at, a bunch of different cacti, like all over everywhere you looked, you would like find a different piece of cacti or like a different type of cacti. Um, we saw little roadrunners or what we think were roadrunners, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know they were real birds. Um, I thought it was just like That's a cartoon awesome. character. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, it was really nice. And um, yeah, it was just like the break that I needed. Like, like, like I said, seeing family is nice and like, you know, like winter vacation yeah, there's or only like so time much off break you for the holidays that, yeah. like is nice, but like it wasn't the same. Um, and so it was just, physically getting away yeah. and just relaxing enough where, you know, everything else is sort of taken care of. Mm-hmm. That's a vacation. Like you need the mental peace of mind for a quality vacation. And yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you got that because like you seem very rejuvenated and like very like that's what i was hoping for i like had like a list of projects and stuff and i was like well like one of the things was like i'm gonna read that james dyson book on the trip and it was just like i was like nah like i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna no, think about that sometimes like, you just need to sit and just do nothing yep we just like we just basically sat outside like the whole time and just chilled or like cooked or did whatever we had like no agenda we like didn't put any like constraints on ourselves like cause we can go back out there easily and we definitely will because yeah. um, i want to explore more and like actually go like on a hike or do something like that but just to start yeah. and like just relax and like not have to worry about anything or like w- worry about work or like coming back to that it was just like such a nice break um i wish it was a little bit longer honestly uh lewis has like literally brought it up like almost every single day since we've gone he's like i miss the desert we need to go back to the desert um he wants to like record because you're turning into desert people record yeah exactly we were like looking at houses we were like uh would this be reasonable you could we could technically do it it's gone up like it's gone up like still like 50 percent there i think the last year or something like that um yeah pretty crazy it sense. was cold because it's the high desert it does not get yeah. as hot um as like palm springs does so it's like a totally different climate even though it's only like half hour 45 minutes from palm springs it's like a 
3,000 foot difference in elevation between the two of them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's That's like awesome. a really big difference. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have enough good things to say about it, but the break was much needed. Uh, I, like, felt, yeah, I just, like, felt better um, in, like, a way that I haven't been able to get, like, doing anything else but still right. being at this Which apartment makes sense. or in this space. So uh, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to get a new space and, like, honestly spend as ridiculous as it is like spend more on rent a little bit more on rent just to get Mm. a place that i really like since i am here every single day like this place is fine we've talked about this it did the job that you needed to do the job but like it's not particularly inspiring and i don't love it that much um and, and I, I feel like the big reason you got it was because you didn't need to worry about that first and last month security deposit. Because I know there was, or there was a little well, bit of yeah, that there were there. less hurdles to get this than other places. Right, yeah. exactly. And I think that was the big reason. I mean, it it did the apartment did the job, right? Mm-hmm. Which was to get you out to LA, get you out of Chicago, and make that move as seamless as possible. And it did it. Yep. But I think to your point, like now that we're at the new job. I think we're playing the long game here again. You know, Lewis is starting to hit his stride with his music. Mm-hmm. You're wanting to focus on your design work. I think it definitely makes sense for you to to start investing in your place. I mean, that was something I told my mom. I was like, you know, it's nice having the cheapest rent among the three roommates, but wherever I go next, I'm not getting the smallest room anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of that. I'm tired of sitting next to my bed and working i'm tired of not having space mm-hmm. like i can't lay down on my floor oh, like wow. i can work out <laughs> but um no i mean i can but i'm gonna hit something if i like mm-hmm. do a leg lift oh yeah no, like I feel like yeah so yeah i mean i like having a space is really nice i definitely recommend it even if it's like buying a house um i don't know if california has this but philly and pa definitely have like uh you can get fha loans yeah Um, i've looked at those or i haven't i've i've like read very lately into them um and there are some places like like actually in calabasas there's like a couple places we have seen like not far from here but it's like i'm maybe in like a year or two like i still don't know if i want to stay here and like in los angeles and then if that's true like i don't know where within los angeles i want to be like i don't know right. if i'm ready like this is already the suburbs and i'm like already like suburbs in los angeles like it's still very much like the city in a lot of ways yeah um but yeah i like uh, do you want to move where. more city or more like room? i don't know see if i was in a different city i would say more city because i do like like the accessibility of the city that's like the point of it right but like here right. you could be living in the city and it's not super accessible um yeah in a lot of ways so um i think what we're gonna do is move to sherman oaks uh which is mm-hmm. like just down ventura boulevard but it's like way more walkable way cuter um just like nice neighborhoods like a lot of this the things we like about here but then like a lot more accessible a lot more stores all that good stuff mm-hmm. so um i think that's what we're leaning towards and then maybe we'll Two go with another probably one bedroom uh it's still like we'd have to go like deeper into the valley to get a two-bedroom that was like worth really 
Oh, uh, oh I was yeah. gonna say so I was gonna say the nice thing about the two bedroom is your living room becomes your living room, your kitchen becomes your kitchen, and that second bedroom becomes your office and workout space. And ultimately yep. if you really needed to store someone there because they were visiting, you could do that. Yep. Which means that you get your living room back if you have guests. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like you get a lot of guests, so I mean, apparently, I feel like I've gotten, well, I mean, I can't say in Philly because I can't compare it to that, but like. You got more guests uh, out in in LA than you got in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I would love a two-bedroom. It's just like not in the budget. Like I could, but it's like. Then you'd be be in the Chicago lifestyle again. Well, yeah, and it's like we're going to be in the middle of the valley. So like, it's just like not much around basically yeah. like it's less of the things that i want in a lot of ways for the space which yeah. i don't know if that's the right trade-off like like what i'm really after is just like a nicer layout slightly better location and hopefully a balcony i would really love like a balcony just to have like because that's like one thing here like there's no like just like nice like quiet space i can just go sit outside which is something we loved about the desert place like we we're just sitting out there no one was bothering us like it was really easy and chill um and like you don't get that in the city well i mean you do with the balcony in the city like at least to just get to sit on the balcony and like it's like you know your own little like private space so like i mean our last place in chicago had it in philly we didn't explicitly have it but like we had that like crazy you remember that fire escape that like shut it out and like you got to see the whole city so that was like not a balcony but like i also wasn't working close enough full time so it like it did the job so yeah that'll be soon though but yeah i was waiting for like the job to like like start the job you know wait a couple weeks then you're gonna start that part have it settle down yeah and then apartment hunting shall begin um i don't know if i'm going anywhere for the holidays so maybe we'll move like in december i don't know could be whenever at this point yeah that'd be dope yeah so we'll see damn already dude we're at two Two hours hours (laughs) and cut